This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Esler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Esler. Dave, want to recap our pod from earlier this week. Did pretty well. Combined, we went 3-0-1. Good enough for nearly two and a half units. Still pretty solid content and information, but actually had a, a pretty favorable day for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't keep track of them like you do, but I can I can generally tell from memory that, yeah, I liked that game. And, you know, I think there was another game Monday that we gave out that we kind of, we didn't give out as like official picks, I guess. But, you know, I think we had the, the side and the total in the first five all, all married. So I, I feel good. Yeah, we ended up uh, winning with the Reds in the first five, the Oakland Athletics in the first five on the red line, and then the Blue Jays for the game. And then we pushed on the Mets-Braves total. Yeah, it happens. I'll take that every day of the week. All right, so if you want to get any of our content, you can follow me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. If you want to follow Dave, it's at Dave underscore Essler, or you can find Dave's work at pregame.com. You know, let's jump right into the winner's take here. We're looking at games here. So it's actually – Thursday, June 8th that we are recording these. Now, these first two games we look at are going to be Thursday games, so for today slash tonight. Dave, the first game that we're looking at, it's actually an 8.38 Central Time first pitch. We have the Cubs taking on the Angels. Drew Smiley on the mound for the Cubs. We had Reed Detmer on the mound for the Angels. What are you thinking about on this one? Because – I know we kind of talked before, but I already gave this one out uh, on the morning show. Yeah, I mean, this was not as easy as I thought it would be. I mean, it's kind of painful to back a guy like Detmer. Um, if you look at his stats, his, his ERA and his whip are terrible, and he allows more than a hit per inning. But you look at the other side of the coin, he also strikes out more than a batter inning. Uh, but he's got a marginal bullpen behind him. You know, not great, not bad. Uh, and the thing is, the Cubs are one of the better teams against lefties. So, you know, I suspect most people that, that don't do all the work. We'll stop right there and take the Cubs. Um, and, you know, that's not horrible, but you got to dig deeper than that. Um, you know, it's kind of like t- the game tonight, you know, Houston and Toronto. I think everybody would just take Framber Valdez without looking at the pens and the history. And I actually like Toronto, so there's a little bonus. Um, you know, I look, Smiley's had more good games than bad ones, uh, but the Cubs bullpen has been a no-show lately, literally. So if I'm looking at that game, I'm taking the Cubs for the first five innings. I'm taking the Angels for the game. Ooh, a little little uh, double bet there on this game. So I, I looked at it, and basically I saw that we kind of had two of the same things here. The Cubs and Angels both hit lefties quite well. Drew Smiley just seemed to be the more reliable pitcher and had been throwing better as of recent than Reed Detmers. So I kind of like you – did the Cubs in the first five innings. That's actually what I gave out this morning. But because both teams hit lefties well, I could also see an over here maybe in the first five innings. Yeah, I thought about that as well. I think I would be better off with the over for the game, um, only because the Cubs bullpen in the last seven games has a a whip of 1.77. So uh, I think you're going to see – that's why I think you might see the Cubs get out but the Angels score late. So – um, either way, I'm I'm not taking an under, so I'm 
I mean, theoretical agreement with you. So both Dave and I like the Cubs in the first five innings on the money line. I lead towards the over in the first five. Dave leans towards the over for the game. And also uh, Dave leans with the Angels for the full game. Now, Dave, looking at our second one here for the Thursday night slate, going to go to Atlanta. 620 first pitch. We got the New York Mets taking on the Atlanta Braves. Justin Verlander for the Mets. Spencer Strider for the Braves. Uh, this one feels like one that could be fun to watch. Yeah, and, and I think I looked at that game, and I think sort of Joe Average fan is going to see Spencer Strider and, and want it back Atlanta, sort of thinking that, you know, Verlander's past his peak. And while he is past his peak, Atlanta doesn't have any real history with him. Uh, and his two bad outings, Verlander's, were against the Rays, who can hit, and at Colorado, where anything can happen. So, you know, the Mets have seen Strider as much as anyone, and, and once this year already, and in that game, they did get to him, but they also did lose. Uh, so they've proven they, you know, they can, they can, they can score. I mean, both pens have been lights out in the last week, so that's kind of a wash for me. I'm inclined to want to take the match, in as much as I hate betting against Atlanta at home. Uh, but in the end, I'm going to defer to the under, Nelson. So you're looking at the under. I actually wrote down the under two in the first five, but the one that I think I like the most is actually the Mets in the first five innings on the run line. Because currently you can find that getting the half a run at plus 110. So plus money right there. And you kind of mentioned it. Uh, the Mets have already seen Strider. The Braves, they haven't seen a ton of Justin Verlander. Also, like you mentioned, Verlander, you can make a couple of very easy excuses on why he has been hit hard the couple times or else he's been pretty good. And if you look at Spencer Strider, He's been hit a few times as well. I mean, he's got an ERA close to three. I'm just going right through his box score. He gave up four against Texas, four against the Mets earlier this year, which you also mentioned. So it's not like he can't be touched a little bit. And like you said, Spencer Strider's the name now. Verlander's the old man. I think getting plus money and still getting half a run in the first five, I'd take the Mets. Yeah, I like that. You you might have talked me into it. I mean – you know, Strider is actually – he's given up a home run in four straight games. So, you know, uh, I do. I like that. I think uh, you might talk me into placing real money on that one. I, I can't argue with you. See, this is where when I have to give out picks on the morning show, I give out kind of like what I like last night going through it. And this Mets in the first five on the run line was one that I had considered and then never actually gave out because it's 6.50 in the morning central time, and I'm like, oh, do I do it? Do I not? Uh, let's see what the market is. Uh, I'm just going to let it lie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, get it, You know, if you just took everything out and, you know, getting Verlander at plus 170 with half a bullpen isn't horrible. So, you know, take everything out. Yeah, I like that bet quite a bit. That'll conclude the Thursday night slate for Major League Baseball that Dave and I will go through. Again, uh, for that Thursday night slate, Dave and I both like the Cubs in the first five. Dave kind of likes the Angels for the full game. We both lean towards the over. And then for the second game, it sounds like we both kind of like the Mets in the first five on the run line, plus that half a run. Uh, Dave, let's switch gears to the Friday slate. Now, this will be June 9th. Looking at our first game here that we want to talk about It'll actually be a 7-15 first pitch. Cincinnati Reds traveling to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. We have Ben Lively on the mound taking on Jordan Zimmerman for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, 
surprisingly, the Reds bullpen, um, you know, don't look now, but they have a whip of 0.92 in the last week. And, you know, in Lively's only road start away from the bandbox that's the Reds Park, he shot out Boston at Fenway. I mean, you know, the bad news is he threw against the Cardinals two weeks ago, and St. Louis has the day off today, which the Reds don't. They're currently getting their ass kicked by the Dodgers, which is fine for my wallet. You know, on the other hand, you know, you got somebody coming off the IL, which is almost a, a an automatic fade, and the Cardinals don't have a bullpen. So I have to look at Cincinnati uh, a little bit, and I have to look at the over as square as it may be. I mean, talk me out of it. I actually looked at uh, St. Louis in the first five innings here, and I looked at the over. Now, the reason why I kind of looked at St. Louis was because Lively is a guy that I, I believe in the past uh, podcast you said is a guy that pitches to contact. Now, this St. Louis team is hitters. They do score runs. Their pitching staff just stinks. Well, Montgomery, you know, he kind of got touched up a little bit against the Reds the last time he saw him earlier this year. The Cardinals didn't get to Lively. I think that could potentially flip-flop. But the reason I also lean to the over is – if both teams do hit the opposing guy, I already know that the Cardinals bullpen isn't great. And Cincinnati, like you mentioned, has to play today. So uh, I lean with the over and I lean with St. Louis in the first five. Yeah, I might, I might not uh, agree with you on the Cardinals, but you know, that's just makes for better content. I mean, I, I think I like the over better, you know, St. Louis already saw lively. Um, I, I don't trust Montgomery. Um, I think the, you know, although the Reds bullpen has great numbers lately, that could be a little bit of an outlier. Um, so, you know, let's check the weather, check the umpire, and and uh, and think about the overs where I sit. See, I think I'm just thinking about this. If I personally think that the Cardinals offense can get to, to Lively because he looked so good and it was the first time they ever saw him, the first time they faced him, I also think that Cincinnati, who all of a sudden – with De La Cruz just going off is, is an animal. It seems like it's brought some life to this offense. If they touch up Montgomery again because they already saw him, and we already know that the Reds' bullpen should be have a little wear and tear and the Cardinals aren't that great, I think it would be advantage Cardinals, but definitely more of a higher percentage of it hitting the over. Yeah, no disagreement there, really. The only thing I would I would caution people is – Yes, the Reds bullpen, and yes, the Reds play today. But because they're getting their ass kicked by the Dodgers, and it, it hasn't been close since since the first pitch, we may not see, or well, we won't see, all the Reds' better arms. So that's a little bit less of a factor than if it were a you know a high scoring game, or or they had to use a lot of arms, or maybe it went extra innings. Um, so it may not it may not get quite the weight in my chart as it otherwise would, but. Yes, in, in theory, we are on the same page. Uh, let's look at our second game here for the Friday, June 9th slate. Uh, we're actually going to go to Chicago, and it's going to be the Miami Marlins taking on the Chicago White Sox. Esturi Perez taking on Dylan Cease. I actually kind of have a strong opinion on this one. Well, then, I hope it agrees with me. I mean, you know, the, the seven games over 500 fish, you have Thursday off. And a starter that I like. I mean, why not? Uh, you know, but I looked a little bit deeper into who Perez has beaten, and it's not murderous row, but neither is the White Sox lineup. I mean, 
The White Sox play a doubleheader in New York today, being Thursday, which, you know, that almost puts them in a no-bet situation for me. You got two games, and you got to travel back home. Um, you know, but that's common knowledge around most betters, except for a, maybe a, a few pick sellers that get by on bullshit. I mean, Cease has been gettable this season, so the fish may well be the best bet here. Uh, I just I don't like being a lemming and following everybody over the cliff, but I think it's Miami or nothing. Yeah, I'm going over that cliff. I liked Miami, especially at plus money here. Uh, looking at the DraftKings opening line, uh, Marlins are plus 120 in this game, and you kind of laid it out here. You, you look at Dylan Cease, he's been touched up a little bit this year. ERA, you know, nearly at five. Perez, he's never seen the White Sox. It's not a big hitting team. You also mentioned how the White Sox have to play a doubleheader, you know, thanks to the, the smoke and everything out in the New York area today. And they have to travel back home. Miami with the day off, you know, their bullpen should be more rested. I just don't see how you can take the White Sox or anything. It's fish or nothing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just, you know, you know, and I know, and, and a lot of our sharper listeners know that, you know, if it looks too easy, it's not usually. Um, but I couldn't find a reason to take the White Sox under any circumstances now, you know, unless Miami's, you know, team comes down with COVID overnight and they got to start some some double A guys. Um, I don't see how the White Sox win this game. Meaning you should probably take the White Sox, but I'm with you. I like Miami. Hey, all right. So the final game of this Friday slate we're going to look at is actually going to be the Apple TV Plus game. 8.38 Central Time first pitch. Going to be the Seattle Mariners traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Angels. Luis Castillo on the mound for the Mariners. Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels. This is actually one I like quite a bit as well, Dave. Yeah, well, I'll be curious. I mean, we know what Otani can do, and, and so do the Lemmings that will follow him over the cliff. He does have a couple of losses, however, uh, both against AL West teams. And Seattle has, today being Thursday, off. Um, with that said, the Mariners' bullpen has been, like, beyond pathetic. I, I couldn't find a, a worse word. Uh, so Seattle full game is clearly off the table. I think even if they had a week's rest, um, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to tempt that fate. You know, Castillo, on the other hand, he's already beaten the Angels this season, but that's also a situational issue for me in that, you know, they've already seen him. So I guess when I add up all the situational issues, I get what I think is a shock bet, the over, uh, because I think that's going to be doable given the starters reputations. I think we'll get a number that might be a little better than uh, probably it should be. You know, I mean, Seattle knows Otani, and like I said, if he gets in, it's going to be by an AL West team. And, you know, I don't know what is going to do, but I do know their bullpen's going to give up a lot. So I'm going to – that's my shock bet and probably my best bet for this podcast. I'm going to take that over. So I'm looking at a couple of different spots. One spot has it at a total of 8.5 with juice to the under. Another place has it at seven juice to the over. That's quite a bit of difference there. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it'll settle honestly at seven and a half. I mean, that was my line. Um, if I could get a seven right now, I would do it in a heartbeat because both teams will get to three, making it a push at worst. So for my podcast, we're going to use seven for my best bet. <laughs> but you know what I might do? You know, what I could do is you can be really sharp and, 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 and play an alternate run line. Take the over seven and the under nine. I mean, I've done that plenty, actually, but, you know, that would be um, not something I would recommend people do 
with a regularity, but it is definitely a way to make money, especially if you can get plus VIG or no VIG either one way, at least, and you know, the risk is relatively minimal. Well, I looked at this game. Both guys had already thrown against the opposing team. Both guys had gotten wins and pitched quite well. Another thing that I thought of was something that you brought up is that all the public, all they know is Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani, Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani, and on and on and on. But Shohei Otani has been touched up a little bit here as of late. I mean, he had an ERA over four in May, and he's got an ERA at seven and a half for his first start in June. He hasn't been a Cy Young caliber pitcher the last month. And then Luis Castillo has actually been throwing the ball much better. He's a lesser name. So I kind of wanted to play the dogs. You also mentioned how the Angels have to play the Cubs today. Mariners have the day off. I kind of wanted to take the dog money, but then I thought about it. And this was the one that I actually wrote down. It was the Seattle team total over. And I'm going to guess that's probably somewhere around four. Uh, I think it'll be less than that, actually. I wouldn't do it at four. Um, at, at, at three, I would. At three and a half, I'd probably think about it. I like um, their team total over. And it's because there's multiple reasons. They've already seen Shohei Otani, and he pitched well the first time. It could be a flip-flop. Just seeing him for a second time, you would think they can make more adjustments. Shohei Otani has not been as good as advertised or as good as the public thinks, and the Angels have to use their bullpen the day before. I like the team total over for the Mariners. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, you know, I, at four, I'll I'll, I'll book that bet. That well, I don't know. Else. I'm just guessing, just because I'm I'm seeing a line at seven. I'm seeing a total at eight and a half. I'm just trying to guess where it would come in at. Well, if the if the total is seven, which it won't be, I think it'll be seven and a half. You won't get a four. You'll get a three or a three and a half, which is what you want. I mean, you know, if, if the Angels are going to be favored, which they are, with Otani on the mound, um, the the numbers are going to correlate. So you'd probably get a a four and a three and a half, if you will. Um, and if you get three and a half, it'll probably be juiced to the over. The other thing you could do, and and that would be uh, probably a great in game bet, is to sit there and wait an inning or two or three and hope it's you know nothing, nothing, one, nothing. Get you an in game over it, you know, six. I mean, that's a, you know, that takes patience, but that is how you make money. You know, you're not, you're not going to make money anymore betting full games, sides, and full game totals in every sport for 365 days. I mean, books are too smart. You absolutely have to be betting those derivatives at in game, which obviously requires a lot more patience and paying attention than it ever used to. But, you know, for those that want to succeed in betting that are, that are either just getting into this or, or kind of getting up to speed, um, that's, you know, I'll, I'll put an exclamation point at the end of that. So that'll conclude our Major League Baseball slates for Thursday, June 8th, and Friday, June 9th. Now, Dave, I know we wanted to touch on the NBA Finals. Obviously, uh, the Denver Nuggets won game three, took a two-to-one lead. Game still in Miami Friday night. Miami is a three-and-a-half-point dog at home, and the total there at 210-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, this is an easy bet for me, and and I don't really have to do a lot of homework. If you look at the totals in these games, you know, we had under and over and under. We've talked about the zigzag theory. I, I don't subscribe to that as the only um, thing I would use to make a wager, but you've had totals of 219, 216, 
213, and now 210-ish. I mean, at some point, they overcorrect, and this could be it, because if you look at Miami, who we know is a pretty pretty good, uh, you know, they relied a lot on the three ball. You know, they shot 40% at Denver, and they shot 48% at Denver. I mean, they only shot uh, 31% last night uh, in Miami, and, and, and 37% overall. So that has to change. So, you know, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably be on that over. Well, to your over point, you know, Denver won that game, but they really didn't make too many shots either. I mean, they, they weren't great from behind the arc outside of uh, the Joker and Jamal Murray, who, by the way, your um, future ticket on Jamal Murray MVP, I feel like right now you could give it to him or Jokic. It's either or for me. They're both playing really, really well. Yeah, I looked at that too. I think they'd probably give it to Jokic just because he's the name guy. Uh, in the next game or two, will probably be deciding it. But yeah, you look right. Like like last night, they only shot twenty eight percent from behind the arc. So uh, that just sort of underscores my bet on the over. Um, I like that one quite a bit actually. So Dave is leaning towards the over in the NBA Finals game on Friday night between the Nuggets and the Heat. That over is sitting at two ten and a half roughly as of right now. Now, Dave, we looked at the Kentucky Derby. We've looked at the Preakness. Now, you hit the Preakness winner. We kind of have to do the Belmont Stakes because that is the uh, final leg in what is known as the Triple Crown. There will be no Triple Crown winner here, but uh, the Belmont Stakes is this weekend on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, and this is a – I want to say a strange one. I'm just shooting from the hip, but it's its a little different because I think the biggest thing you have to take into consideration here is is the Belmont is by far the longest of the three. Uh, I mean, it's not just a little longer. It's a lot longer. Uh, and, 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 and horses that start, start fast, um, they just can't maintain it. But having said that, this is why there's more value in, in, the, in this race in the longer odds here than anywhere. Because um, it's not a sprint, uh, and especially with a nine-horse field, you know, almost anything can happen. Um, you know, and that means I, I'm going to use Tappet Shoes to place a show. I, I believe he's twenty to one right now, uh, but he is a descendant of Tappet. You and I talked about this, as is the guy in the next draw, Tappet Trice, um, and Tappet's offspring. I look back; they tend to get better with distance, and and they have won the Belmont four times without a Derby win. Um, yeah, I know there's Tappet Trice in the three hole at three to one. You know where's the value? I mean, he can win, but I can get I can get his buddy there at twenty to one. So I I kind of like him. Um, and we nailed the Preakness, uh, and it's always been tough for me not to bet on Johnny Velasquez, even though I'm not a Baffert fan. Uh, I do think he'll have the early lead. You know that would be the the, the Preakness winner, uh, but I think this race is probably too long for him. So my second favorite horse there. I don't know second favorite second horse. I have three. I'm going to use. Uh, is Forte, and I'm not talking about the Bears running back for you guys in Wisconsin. Um, he missed both the Derby and the Preakness. He had a vet scratch. So, of course, that means he hasn't run in two months. But the last time he did run, he beat Mage, who was a Derby favorite. Uh, I think he also ran from behind in all of his races. So uh, I'm not going to be worried about a slow start. So he would be my chalky favorite. I can't leave off. And my other horse is Angel of Empire. Um, he skipped the Preakness. He was a very quiet third in the Kentucky Derby, but he had a really strong finish. If you go back and watch that race, I think if they'd have run another, uh, you know, few furlongs further, uh, which they do here in the Belmont, he might have been the favorite here. So I'm going to use 
Tappet Shoes, Forte, and Angel of Empire. That would be the one, the six, and the eight. Uh, you know, obviously that's a box trifecta, but uh, those are the three horses I expect to do well. Dave, I told you I don't know much about horses, but I'm scrolling down the uh, current horse names, and uh, I think uh, Hit Show, Tendo, <laughs> the Hit Show is going to come through at the Belmont. Okay. Well, you know, we got, you know, you think about that, we've got four horses out of nine. So we threw out 44% of the field. So we, we have pretty good odds. Uh, but I got I to gotta, I gotta say, I actually did the work, so I'll stand behind my bets. Um, and I, I will, just, I will, you don't just you know, look up and down the list and say, well, Hit Show sounds like a cool name. Uh, I used to do that at the dog track when I didn't care about my money. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, but no, I, I, I feel pretty good about it. See, this is one where I'll listen to you. I'll listen to your explanations. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, I like uh, insert horse here. The name's cool. And then I'll run off to your book and go, okay, he liked Tappet Shoes. I'm going to put that one down. Yeah. Well, you can you can, you can can plagiarize it and use it on your show tomorrow morning if you want. Or actually, I'm on Actually, I'm on tomorrow morning, so yeah. maybe I'll use it. Or, you know, I don't know. I, I want to hear your derby take tomorrow live, so I'm looking forward to that. Hey, if I didn't come up with it, and then I hear it like on a podcast like this, or if we're talking back and forth, I, I I'm a man of my word. I don't use it. Fair enough. You'll never make it as a you'll never make it as a pick seller. You might make it as a professional better, but you know pick sellers do that all the time. Oh, so and so, so and so is on this one. That must be a good bet. I just can't. I can't do that because it's like. It is what it is. It's like, well, Dave came up with that one. I didn't see it, so I can't give it away. Well, yes, you can. You can just give me a, a you know, a byline on it. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's totally legal. So it'll be so from here on out. If it's one where I didn't see it, it's hey. Uh, also, like this one. This one's uh, our guy Dave Esslers. No, you can just say you know Dave put me onto this, and I'm I'm going to throw it out there, and I really like it. So you know, then you can go into your own handicap, and that you know, I have no problem with that. Some people that do that I wouldn't have a problem with, but not you. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of our favorite bets, let's put out uh, some of our uh, best bets for the podcast and the Major League Baseball slate. We have between tonight and tomorrow's slate to choose from. I think I know where I'm going to go. And I know the one that I really like was that Seattle Mariners team total over on Friday. That's definitely one that I'm going to throw out there. Well, I'm only going to throw one out because I could have made a made a case either way. But I'm going to go back to what I said when we were talking about the uh, the Angels and Mariners game. I'm going to take the over. Um, there's no reason not to, and I, I just like that one better than I like any of the other ones. So that'll be my official throw man of the bus pick. So as of right now, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners team total over for my best bet from the pod. And I'm looking at the total here on the DraftKings opener. It's probably going to be roughly, what, three and a half from this uh, total. And we will give you the seven with juice to the over. Fair enough. So there you have it. I'm going with the Seattle Mariners team total over roughly three and a half. Dave is going to go with the Mariners Angels total over roughly seven with juice to the over. And that'll cool. – uh, That'll conclude the Winner's Take podcast. Uh, just make sure you download, subscribe, uh, share it with your friends, give us a review, all of that good stuff. Uh, Dave, 
until next time, I think uh, we'll continue to look at Major League Baseball, uh, NBA Finals getting closer to wrapping up, uh, horse racing, at least the popular three big races is over. Uh, we'll probably have to get more into uh, some NFL and college football stuff. Well, I think the listeners will like that. You said it like, oh, we'll probably have to. No, that's where we're going to make our money. I, I had a college win total for you, but I'm going to I'm going to tease betters and the listeners and give it up, uh, give it up the next time we do a podcast instead because we're probably running out of time. So until then, let's continue to make some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.